Hello everyone, welcome to the Young Filmmakers Podcast with Colton Urquhart, and I'm your host, Colton Urquhart. This show isn't just for young filmmakers, it's for any indie filmmakers trying to go big in the film industry, or if you're just someone who's really interested in how the filmmaking process works, or that a 14-year-old has a podcast and he's lecturing you about how to make movies. I think that last one probably hit it home for at least a couple of you, maybe. So let's get it on to the Young Filmmakers Podcast with Colton Urquhart. This is episode one of the Young Filmmakers Podcast, and I'm very excited to be doing to finally be doing this. This episode will mostly just be explaining how this podcast will work out and who I am, but hopefully it's not too boring. Some of you may already know me, but just in case you don't, I'll give you a little bio. So I'm a 14-year-old filmmaker from Fallon, Nevada, and I do a lot more than just make films. I write stand-up comedy, but I haven't publicly performed any of it yet. I own a business named Sudoku Productions, which I'll get into more a little bit later. I make a little bit of music sometimes, but nothing too professional. I'm currently in 8th grade, but I'm quarantined like all of you probably are as well right now. And I'm the oldest sibling in a family of five. I've been making films since I was six. I've made two feature films and ten short films, and that's probably all the stuff that you'll find interesting about me that I can think of right now, but hopefully I'll get some more interesting stuff later. Um, I'll skip to the good stuff. So this new podcast that I'm making is to show you that even if you're young and broke, that you can still make amazing content if you have a very strong passion for whatever it is you're attempting to do. Some things will still require age and money, but hopefully I can show you some ways to get around those barriers. Legal, of course, no fake IDs or anything, but not exactly following the rules either. I'll do my best to get interviews with some people that have found success and have experience in the creative arts to come and talk on the podcast. And I have a few people in mind that I've reached out to already, but I haven't gotten any definite responses yet. But I have a good feeling about this, and hopefully I'll get a lot more soon. Um, where to begin? Uh, I'll just start at the beginning about me. So, when I was six, I had a lot of Legos. I loved Legos. Everything about Legos was amazing to me. And so, Legos were really expensive, as you probably all know. And my parents didn't want to keep having to buy me Legos, even if, even though they did. I just... No, they didn't want to keep having to buy super expensive Legos. And so, I don't really know why I just said that last part, but whatever. Um, so, I bought an iPhone 4. I saved up for a long time. And I got this app called, I think it was Lego Movie Maker. It was back in 2012, I think. Yeah, around there. And... I made stop-motion movies of all my Legos, and I would take thousands of pictures because I had all day just to make Lego still movies. And so I did that for about two years. I'll try to find those and put them on my website, sudokuproductions.com. And I'll try to, yeah, I'll try to find those and post them on there. And YouTube, which is, my YouTube is... Sudoku Productions by Colton Urquhart, and I'll leave links to all of those in the description. So, I made, yeah, the, I made those still motion, stop motion movies of the Legos for about two years, and then in about fourth grade, I, actually, 
yeah, I made stop motion movies uh, with Lego or not Lego, just model dinosaurs and stuff as well. So it wasn't just Legos, but mostly Legos. And so I took about a two year break from all filmmaking and everything because I kind of lost interest for a little bit. But I've always loved movies. I just I can't stop watching movies. It's one of my greatest habits and my and one of the biggest loves and passions I have in my life is for movies and TV series and all that stuff, but preferably movies. And so then in fourth grade, I made about a 45 minute long one shot action movie with my friend where we had Nerf guns and we acted like we were Marines or something in sagebrush and stuff in my backyard. And so that was really boring. I probably deleted it because it probably took up a lot of space because of how long it was. It was 45 minutes. That's pr almost longer than my longest film I have now. And so that happened. And then I took another about year off of filmmaking. And then in sixth grade, I started up. I started it up again, and I started working on this movie, which you now know is Emma Urquhart's Amazing Puppy Life, and yeah, I actually started that a couple months before sixth grade, but so I made that, and that was the longest film I've made to date, I think, yeah, it is the longest film I've made to date, and that was about an hour long, just under an hour, and so that one was all about my puppy that I had just gotten. I just would take out my iPhone 6 and just film everything about her just randomly sometimes as well. And then I have, I think, one scene where I actually planned it out in the very end and one in the middle. And I don't spoil anything for you. It's a pretty good movie. The cinematography and writing is not the best because it wasn't existent I didn't do anything on it except for just pull my phone out of my pocket and film random stuff sometimes and so I put that all together on my phone in iMovie and that took about two years to make and then I released it in my local theaters and I think I got like 16 people and then I posted it on YouTube and the trailer, people like the trailer, I think, a lot more than the movie, which is the case with pretty much any movie. But, yeah, I don't know. I was kind of disappointed about that. But I don't know what I was expecting. I was, like, 11. So, yeah, that was cool. I got that put in the theater, and my whole family came, and that was a pretty proud moment when everybody started clapping, when the credits started rolling, and... I probably copyrighted about eight songs that I put in that movie, which, if you've ever had to deal with, I'd probably owe those companies thousands of dollars if they ever found out I made a profit off of them, which I'm not saying I did, because I wouldn't want to get sued, but yeah. So, that was good, and then in seventh grade was in when the ball really started rolling with my filmmaking and everything, and so... About halfway through 7th grade, I thought, well, 
I made this one film that I, it was the only film I've ever just completely deleted off the face of the earth. And I think it was called Emma Schwarzenegger versus Porter Chan or something like that. And Emma and Porter are my dog's names. And it was the dumbest thing ever. It was like six minutes long and it was just my dogs. Like we were trying to force them to like jump on each other and fake bite each other. But it was not working out. And they just walk around all awkward. And that was by far the worst film I've ever made. And it was the only one I've ever just deleted off of everything. And um, after that, about a month later, I made the DOG, which was my first really like hit film where people actually liked it. They didn't just clap because it was nice. They actually really liked it. And, and so that was a really big morale booster. That was very helpful. I really liked that. And, um, so that one was all about, that was the only film I think I've been in that I've released to the public. And it was me and my sister went on like a hunting trip or something. We walked out into a field and there's a virus going around where the like it travels between dogs and humans and i guess it's really deadly and it's killed like everyone in the world it's a post-apocalyptic kind of thing and so i get shot and my sister goes looking for me and then i both my dogs i had i remember this i had and i remember this because i had to put treats in a line down by the fence so that the dogs would run after her and go around the corner and that's how I got that one shot and I meant to put that one shot where I jumped over the hole in the ground as like a POV from my view but I don't know if some people got that because they just thought I was sticking my arm on my nose in the shot which is kind of embarrassing but after I told them they got it and so yeah, I got the dogs to chase after my sister, which was pretty fun. Um, and that one, I think, is got up to like 40 views in a week or something, which was a record for me at the time. And yeah, that was a really big morale booster. And that's when I really got into filmmaking and I bought Filmic Pro, one of the best decisions of my life filmmaking wise it's the greatest app ever if you make films on iphones which i do you should probably know that i've i make all my films on an iphone 8 hopefully not for long hopefully i can get a camera or a better iphone but yeah i make my films on an iphone 8 with a dji osmo mobile 2 a joby gorilla pod um and that's pretty much it. Oh, and Filmic Pro, and I use Premiere Pro to edit my stuff, which is totally worth it. Just get it no matter what, even if it costs a lot, which it does. But you can still just save up and get the monthly thing and just get it for one month, which is pretty nice about that. And yeah, so I do all my stuff with that. But anyways, and all of my short films I've made in iMovie except for my Sudoku short film. So uh, the DOG, that one, I, that was a really good one. And 
Yeah. So after that, I decided to make another short film the next weekend, and it this became kind of a weekly thing for for about two or a month and a half. So the next weekend, I made Black Curls, which was to this day still the biggest hit on my YouTube channel ever. That was a full film, and I'm pretty sure that's up to a couple hundred views now, which isn't a lot, but it also got a couple hundred views on Vimeo, so combined that's almost half a thousand views, which is pretty good for me. And that one starred my dad, everyone wanted a sequel to that, that has more likes than any other video on my YouTube channel. Um. <laughs> The poster, I had to crop out those image. each of those images, I had to crop a little bit every time I wanted to take anything off because I didn't have Photoshop and I didn't know how to use it when I did get it. So I just had to do all of that in the preview app from Apple, which if you have ever tried to edit an image in that is extremely hard. And yeah, so I did that. And that was, it's probably my third favorite film that I've made, but everyone else says it's the best film I've made. So yeah, go check that out, Black Curls on YouTube, and my channel Sudoku Productions by Colton Urquhart. I'll leave a link to that. And so after that one, that was the first film my grandpa was in, which he becomes kind of a huge character and guy in my life for my filmmaking stuff and just everything in general so the next weekend I, th I think the next weekend was when I made I think it was Niner Niner the next weekend which is probably my favorite film that I've made it was the first film I'd ever used a green screen in so that was an experience I guess that it was a good learning experience, but I tried to put a green screen behind a plane that was in a hangar without any lights or anything, <laughs> which if you've ever tried to use a green screen, you know that's a horrible idea, and it's going to turn out horribly. So the effects in that film aren't the best, but it all takes place in some pretty cool locations and yeah, I don't know, I just, I don't, I just had a have a really good feeling about that film. I don't, I just like it for some reason far more than my other ones. Um what else is there? Oh yeah. So Niner Niner, that one took me I think eight hours to shoot, which was ridiculous because all of these short films I didn't know how to write a script. I hadn't even written a script before this. Except in 6th grade, I wrote a script that I wouldn't use until 3 years later. But, I'll get to that later. So, Black Curls, or I mean, Niner Niner, that was my favorite one. People didn't really like it that much, so I that kind of put me down a little bit. But, it was whatever, I still was coming off that big win with Black Curls. So, the next weekend... I made Animal Masks, which starred my grandma, and she had, I, I, 
I'm pretty sure I know all the descriptions of my films by memory. So that one is an old lady is terrorized by two people in animal masks in her own home. And yeah, it's exactly what it says. It's that. And I actually, I was in one shot of that too, but my face didn't show. In the final shot, when we jump out, out from behind the um, shower curtains, I was the tall one in the dog mask. And my sister, Allie, was the short one in the beaver mask. I think it's a beaver mask. And, yeah, Allie was a big character in the Emma movie. She played Emma, my dog, because I had voiceovers, which she hated. And I kept saying we were almost done, but we actually had days worth of work left. And I felt kind of bad about that, but it finished and... People had a really positive response to that one. It was just way too long, and I should have written a script for it. But, yeah, that one was pretty good. So, back to the weekly short films. So, there's Animal Masks, and I made that in about 45 minutes, I think. And it's on, it only consists of 10 shots in total, which is crazy, I think. But, yeah, that's that. And so, on to the next week. Okay, so the next weekend, I made... I think it... I think the next weekend was when I made White Waves. Yeah, I'm, I'll check that real fast and get back to you. I just checked it and it was White Waves. So, White Waves was... That one is probably second, if not first for my favorite out of these weekly short films because I just felt like it connected all of my short films and it just felt really cool to me th to think that four different short films could be connected into one film which I thought about from Avengers but yeah I just thought cool it was cool that I did that by myself and that people would reap the rewards if they watched all my films so I actually got a couple people that texted me and were like, that was so cool and stuff that you connected all your films. And some people didn't like it, though. Some people wanted it, them all to be standalone, which can be good, which can be good. But I don't know. I just I'm the one making them. So I just felt like making it like that. So the next weekend, the St. Patrick's Day special I planned that one for three weeks, and it, which is crazy because all the other ones I planned on the day, I just woke up and thought, I'm going to make a film about <laughs> two people in animal masks trying to hurt my grandma, and then I would just go out and make it that night. Um, So the St. Patrick's Day special was, I knew I had to do good on it and actually take my time and work on it a little bit. Because I was filming it at my school, and I had one of my classmates in it, and the principal was the one that gave me the I go ahead and everything for it. So I really didn't want to mess it up because I knew what the stakes were. If I did mess it up, that w would have been horribly embarrassing. But I don't think I messed up. It, I'm checking it right now, and it's at 71 views and seven likes, and three comments with people saying it was good so that was 
for the ratio of likes to views, that's probably my best film. I, my best YouTube post, I think. So that was good. I didn't really like that film that much, though. But it had a lot of different people. Like, it had my uncle and my friend Baylor Sandberg in it. So that was a new change. And I had four cast members quit on the day of. Which was really hard because it was it was a five-man, like, cast. So I was down to one person. And I just completely rethought it up in the day while I was sitting in class. Um, so... After that, I, oh my gosh, the live stream got half the views, like, got half as many views as the actual film for the St. Patrick's Day special. Um, so, I took about a month off, and I started writing my biggest film yet, The Legion of Hope, and in that time, I made one video, royalty-free, no-copyright B-roll for filmmakers, that's the name. Extremely long, but I made it like that so that tags could get people to go to it. And that one's my biggest YouTube video so far. And it's got 151 views. I'm pretty sure that's my biggest. But I felt kind of bad about that because I did not record it in the highest quality like you should if you're recording B-roll to sell to people. But I guess I still used it. And it wasn't even that good, it was more stuff that I could just use and download later from YouTube because I was out of storage. But I guess people actually wanted to use it, so that was good. Um, so I... Oh, yeah, so... I was writing The Legion of Hope for about four months, I think. And I finally got finished with a 70-page feature-length script that probably would have ended up being about three hours long because I didn't know how to format very good back then. So that never, the three-hour one never got made, which would have been amazing if it did because it was the probably the best script I've ever written or read, which is... I know that, that probably sounds bad because I'm the one that wrote it and I'm just trying to talk it up, but I'll post it sometime on something, but I have to submit it to the copyright organization first so that I can own all the rights to it. But yeah, I, I'll tell you, all of you, if you're even listening about it, because this is my first podcast, so I'm a little nervous, as you can probably tell from my shaky voice, but hopefully this turns out good. Um, so I made... Eight drafts of the Le of the Legion of Hope in different orders and stuff because well actually here I gotta explain the Legion of Hope thoroughly so well not thoroughly but yeah I'm already kind of dragging this on I think a little bit but I don't even even know if people are listening I'll get your feedback after this episode and I'll make some adjustments so that in future episodes I cannot be so boring and fit your needs and your expectations better. Oh, um, reminding me of that, I should probably stop and... And now, a short break from the podcast to thank one of our sponsors who could not have done this without. So thank you so much, and here's their short message for you. 
We are a part 135 charter service, FAA certified, and we fly 200 miles an hour in your comfort safety zone. What we have is a couple of A36 Bonanzas. One's air conditioned, they're both 200 miles an hour. We have two aircraft and three pilots for your needs. Call or email us today. I'm excited to be doing business with you. So yeah, thank you. Huge shout out to Silver Sage Aviation as our first sponsor for this podcast. Um, I've made quite a few films with them because my grandpa owns the business and he lets me do a lot. I'm not trying to sound like one of those kind of people, but he's pretty much one of the only people that... Well, he owns the business. He's the CEO. He's been there forever. And he only has two employees, I think. But, yeah, it's not like I'm taking advantage of them or anything. Even though I am, I'm totally taking advantage of them and their amazing service. As you all should, too. Um, I made a couple commercials for them. And, yeah, I'll post links to all that stuff in the notes. I don't even know if it's below or wherever it is because I've never made a podcast, like I said. Um, so... Or we oh the Legion of Hope. So I wrote that for four months, and so yeah, I had the seventy-page thing that was super good. I was stoked about how it turned out, and so proud of myself. And then I got a full crew, or I got a full cast. I'm I don't need a crew. I'm the only crew, even though I'd like to have a crew. But yeah, I got a full cast, all filled, and most of them, well, four of them were all friends that went to the high school, which were, they were all a few years older than me at that point, because I was in seventh grade still, and dang, I really hustled that stuff in seventh grade, and so they were all in on it, and they were excited to be doing it, and then they all kind of dropped off one by one over the next couple months, and so that was bad, and I ended up going with one of my friends named Brody Allen, he's, he plays the younger Danny in the film, and I ended up only having three, three people in the normal version of the film, The Legion of Hope, and my grandma's only in the first six minutes, so she doesn't even really count that much. The rest of the film is all my grandpa, Dan Urquhart, and Brody Allen. And, um, I'll read you the description right now to that, because that was... I... It's the largest scale film that I've ever had, but I, I, people like my other films better, I think. I think, I hope not, but I really like the Legion of Hope. So the description for that is, after the death of his mother, after the death of his mother, um, Danny, well, I didn't have a name, I didn't have a name for him, but Brody Allen is on a journey to find the Sudoku cube that his mother died protecting. From visionary filmmaker Colton Urquhart comes an action-packed indie film that redefines what a low-budget action movie can be. 
Made for just $1,000, Ben soon finds out that he's not the only one looking for the cube. The notorious bounty hunter nicknamed Wolfman, Dan Urquhart, is on the hunt for it too and will stop at nothing to get it. A classic story of good versus evil. And that description's not the best of it because I made that before I went and reshot the first opening scene. And the opening scene is probably one of my favorite scenes now. And, oh, shout out to Triune, Film, Triune Films for giving me such good deals on all their products for VFX and sound effects and music and everything. And uh, speaking of that, I'll get into my music making later. As you've heard a little bit of it so far, I made all the intros and sponsors and all that stuff, all that music for this podcast so far. Um, so, The Legion of Hope. I released it in theaters four months behind schedule, which was a bad thing, kind of a bad thing, but my actors were all just... I think they all kind of gave up on it and thought I was just going to leave it in post-production for the rest of time, but I was not going to do that, and I spent hundreds, if not thousands, of hours working on it. That I put so much work into that film, and so I, re- so I release it in, th- in theaters on December, no, it was the day after New Year's, I think. So 2020, the day after New Year's, I had already shown it the it to people two months before, but that was the version without VFX, which shows you how hard VFX is if you're all by yourself. It can take two months for a 30-minute film without any CGI even. It was just all basic effects, but the coloring has to be so precise to get it to look even the slightest bit real. And... But again, Triune Films made that so much easier by giving me a discount and letting me have access to so much of their products. And so, yeah, thank you so much to them. And I love their YouTube channel. I know they have a podcast too, but I don't listen to it. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, they're just Film Riot on YouTube. And I don't know exactly what their podcast name is. But I know Ryan Connolly, I think, is the guy that runs it, and Josh Connolly. But, yeah, that's a really good one for independent filmmakers, all you young independent filmmakers listening to this, if there are any. And this isn't just for independent filmmakers that are young, either. It's for all people that are interested in me and my films and just filmmaking in general. I love talking about filmmaking and everything about it. And as you can tell, my voice is getting pretty shaky because I'm kind of nervous about how this is going to turn out. And I'm just watching this garage band recording session drag out to almost a thousand bars already, which if you don't know, is a lot is a lot and longer than any song I've ever made in garage band. Um, okay, so Legion of Hope, I released it in theaters. It's the biggest film of the night at the theater. I make a couple hundred dollars. Um, I don't release it on DVD like I did the Emma movie, but I do release it on YouTube. And the trailer got a hundred views in one night, I think. 
So that was insane to me. That was the biggest opening I've ever had on YouTube. I thought it was going to go viral because it was within like 15 minutes. I already had 50 views and I was amazed. But it kind of capped out or capped at about 115. And I still get views on it every once in a while, but not as much as I did because I have the trailer for that on IMDb and Instagram and all of that stuff. And my Instagram is at Colton Urquhart and my studio's name is my studio's Instagram is at Sudoku Productions. Um, I don't know. I might break this into two episodes or something because I feel like this is getting really long. But it won't give me a timestamp, just the bars and the beats. So I'll have to go back and look at it when I export it to see how long it is. So I might have a part two of this. But anyways, so yeah, I released that on YouTube and everything. And... The extended version, and oh, just so you know, while I was editing the Legion of Hope, for all you people out there that think you need a big, nice computer, and you need to be so rich to edit something, like I did, I had an external hard drive from 1999 that my grandpa gave me, and I had to put a freezer pack on it to keep it cool so that it wouldn't burn up while I was editing from it, because I had just got my MacBook, and went completely broke and I was in debt for about a thousand dollars to my grandma which I eventually paid off and so I was in huge debt I just spent all my money on this MacBook and I haven't even I hadn't even thought about storage yet so I get that storage I get that 20 year old storage for my grandpa and I have an ice pack on it constantly so that it doesn't burn up because it was insanely hot when it, it didn't have one on it and, yeah, so that was crazy, and quite a few times it would just crash, and I'd have to revert to just putting all my clips back in order into my sequence, which is really annoying, and that's why I had eight different drafts of the film, because I kept losing my edits every time I would forget to replace the ice pack in 15 minutes or something. So... Yeah, that happened, and it's still on YouTube. I posted it two months ago, I think, and yeah, so, um, what else is there? Oh, my Sudoku short film, which was in, which was at the end of the extended version of The Legion of Hope, which I played the extended version at the, th at the theater in my theatrical release, and that was <laughs> when I had to plug an HDMI cord from the projector into my MacBook because my MacBook was out of, like, it was about to burn up when I tried encoding it to play on the projector, like I did my, um, my trailer for the Legion of Hope that I played on the projector, which got a project, which projected to get, or got a projected, got an estimated, I'm making this so boring for you, it got an estimated 10,000 views, I think it said, on the theaters thing, but yeah, so the trailer got a lot of views in the theaters, and I got about f 15 people that weren't part of my fam family in the showing that saw the trailer and wanted to come and see it, so that was really cool, because they were just complete strangers that wanted to come and watch my movie over <laughs> Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. 
which felt really good. Yeah, JJ Abrams, I beat you out on this. Um, so, <laughs> um, so the Sudoku short film, I wrote that in sixth grade. I casted it. I filled roles and like actually had a casting meeting and everything. That was the only film I've ever had a casting meeting on. For that was all in sixth grade before I made any of my short films. Before I even. No, that was after I released the Emma movie. And so I had two people filled in the roles. Three people. No, f six people, actually. That was crazy. And so I, I do that. And I film about half of. No, I film all of it in that summer. But my two lead roles, like they do in pretty much all my films that are actually about to be really good. They bailed, so I, I I was lucky enough to get them filled again, though. So, I yeah, that was good. And I made that on my dad's Sony Handycam from 2005 or something. So, it was the worst quality ever. And that mixed with the 6K footage from The Legion of Hope. I don't know why I exported it in 6, 6K. But I did, even though I hadn't recorded it in that high of a definition. <laughs> but yeah, so I did. And that, I don't really know what people thought of that. They just didn't really say anything about the end part or the Sudoku short film. But that was the one I made with all strangers pretty much. So that was kind of nice to get some new faces on my channel. And I released that with the Legion of Hope because it took me forever to get the stuff for special effects to do that. Because I had a lot of special effects on that, but I had no idea how to do that back when I was 11. And so there's that. Um, I'm pretty sure that's all the films I've released to the public so far. I'm working on this new series called The Phantom. And I have the first three episodes scripted and finished, and it's going to be better than all my films so far because I actually have a complete script and actors that I hope won't bail. I'm going to cross my fingers and hope that, but they probably will anyways, and I'll still encounter problems no matter what. Like you always will when you're making films. You'll always have problems unless you're Steven Spielberg and you have hundreds of millions of dollars to spend on a movie and so yeah that's gonna be really cool hopefully I'll film it hopefully I'm hoping to get the f full season filmed this summer it might be kind of a stretch it's eight episodes and each episode is about 20 minutes and the like style of this film of these films of this new series it's going to be kind of, actually I don't want to say anything too spoilery because it's actually going to be a really big, kind of large scale, good planned film and I want it to be a surprise for you so yeah follow up on that, I'll update you all on this new podcast, wow this is crazy to even say this, I just thought about making a podcast this morning so I went out and did it because that's what you can do when you're an independent filmmaker that doesn't have 
a full-time job. So, yeah, make all the content you can, everybody. And, um, well, I'll get to my studio then. So, my studio's name is Sudoku Productions. I, I officially founded this studio in 2017, I think. It was, yeah, it was 2017. It was between the time that I wrote the Sudoku short film and I released the DOG. So, yeah, I made that, and I will make more podcasts that are individually, I'll make some more individual podcasts for how to get your business verified on Google, and how to create an IMDb page for someone underage, which you can do yourself if you're underage, you just have to know how to do it right. And it's nothing illegal or saying you're older than you are or something or anything. But, yeah, I'll make separate ones to show you all how to do that. Um, and so, yeah, my business is on IMDb, Google, Instagram. Um, and if you get your business verified on Google, it pretty much shows up on anything. Safari, Maps, all that stuff. Um, I just got business cards two days ago for the first time. I ordered 250, I think, and I'm going to send them out to all my local businesses and try to get some commercial deals to make commercials for some of the people around here and make some extra cash on the side. And so far, I've only made a commercial for Silver Sage Aviation, but I have another commercial planned and ready for another company once we're out of quarantine and as a filmmaker pretty much all you can do during quarantine is post stuff and write stuff and edit stuff because you can't do any filming or anything which makes it a huge problem or writers rooms or table reads or anything um what did I say? Writers rooms. I meant like writers meetings. Um. So, yeah, that's a big setback for all of us filmmakers, kind of. But you can still write and get a whole bunch of new films to choose from when you make your next one. And just so you all know, most filmmakers, even indie ones, have a larger crew than cast. And just so you know, I've made all my films with just a one-man crew, just me and my actors. And it's worked out okay so far, which I just recently got a new setup with an actual light and a microphone and a tripod and all that stuff. But for the Legion of Hope and all those other ones, I just used the DJI Osmo Mobile 2, which is an amazing gimbal to stabilize your phone. And make your video look smooth and like it's on a dolly, even though you don't, you didn't spend thousands of dollars. You just spent 170. And I'll leave a link to all this stuff I'm talking about too, in this stuff or e either in this stuff or on my website SudokuProductions.com. I don't really know how to how these podcasts work yet. I'm gonna have to publish this one before I know how links work and everything. Um. So, yeah, there's Sudoku Productions, 
I got that name from the film, obviously, and I got the film's name from the Sudoku Cube that my mom gave me, and I just thought, and I just thought, like, oh, it would be cool if I made a film about this magical Sudoku Cube that was, like, turned a guy into the Hulk, and then, like, turned a guy into a White Hulk, or just a Hulk, and then he also had magical powers, which didn't end up being the case, but... I'll release the scripts to the public soon of the early versions of the Legion of Hope and the Sudoku short film because they were way different, like way different than the films ended up being. Pretty much all of my films are all improved so far by my, well, I'll come up with the lines on spot and then tell them to say them just from memory. I don't write down anything, which I'm, I am on this new Phantom series. And I finally learned how to format everything right. So, yeah, um, I think I'm running out of stuff to say here, which is probably a good thing for now, because you're probably all bored listening to this, because I haven't released one yet or gotten any feedback. Um, I'm pretty sure that's a, that's a pretty good summary of me um so this podcast will be just to show you all how to do stuff that big time filmmakers think is so simple and easy and they just pay their agent or publicist to do it for them but we don't have that option so i'll have podcasts with all that kind of stuff how to get your business approved how to do stuff on imdb how to post your film how to make money from your film um, how to get certain shots, how to make movies with iPhones, um, how to get your films in theaters, how to get business partners, all that stuff, how to design posters. Um, you probably all know a lot about that stuff already. If you don't, still listen to the podcast, but I'll still make other videos for more in-depth, more specific things so that some of you people that already know a lot about how to make films and everything can still benefit from listening to me. Um, I also make some music. I'll play some music right now.
and so that was my music, and, um, I haven't made too much music yet, that's, that's the only stuff I'll release to the public right now, because some of it is pretty embarrassing, but hopefully in the next podcast I'll have more, um, at the end of every podcast I'll say some of the shows I, and movies I watched that week that I think you guys should too, and sometimes I'll do movie reviews, or just, I don't know, I'll just make all stuff about filmmaking and content creators and indie stuff. And I'm 14, by the way, if you don't know that. Oh yeah, I already said that in the intro. I'll leave that in there anyways. Um, but yeah, just let me know how this episode went. You Let me know how you guys think this episode went. And thanks to Silver Sage Aviation once again. And I'll talk to you next week, maybe. I don't know. I don't know yet. I haven't really gotten made a schedule for when I want to release episodes yet. But send me emails at coltonercart at gmail.com. And I'll leave links to all my stuff, hopefully. And my website is sudokuproductions.com which you can find everything about me on there and how to contact me and all my stuff. And, yeah, that's it. Just tune in next time I make another episode. It'll hopefully be on the same channel. I'll let you all know. Follow my Instagram, at ColtonYourCart, for more updates. And I'm pretty sure that's it. I'll play my outro, and bye. See you next week, or whenever I release another one.